catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Friday morning, April 8th. I'm Julia Cooper, and this is The Point from WUFT News. During the beginning of vaccine rollouts in 2021, data showed that Latinos lagged behind other populations in vaccine uptake. In Florida, that gap has closed, with the Hispanic population now leading in the number of people who received their first COVID-19 vaccine dose compared to white Floridians. I spoke with WUFT's Melissa Feto about how community groups across north-central Florida helped spread information about resources and addressed language and cultural barriers to help achieve this. My story is about how community health advocates in central and north central Florida worked very hard over the course of the last year to reach Latinos in this area to get them to take the COVID-19 vaccine. Something that's definitely noteworthy is the data behind this story. So the Kaiser Family Foundation, their research shows that in the beginning of March 2021, sort of right before vaccines became widely available in the United States, the white population in the United States had vaccine uptake of 19%, while the Hispanic population only had an uptake of 9%. Now, in March of this year, that trend actually reversed. So now Hispanics are actually in the lead with 64% of Hispanics nationally having at least one dose and 62% of the white population. And in Florida, it's even more exaggerated, with 62% of the white population having received at least one dose and 70% of the Hispanic population having received one dose. So I think that data just backs up just how important this outreach and how successful it's been. So your story kind of mentions that part of the reason for this initial vaccination gap in the Latino community are these various barriers. What would you say you found some of those barriers to be? A big one was Internet access. So, for example, um, one of the people in my story, Maria Krim, she is a comunicadora, communicator. So it's a volunteer role where she helps people basically get the services they need. She said some people don't have Internet access at home, especially in rural parts of Florida. And even if they do, sometimes with the language barrier, it's just really hard for them to figure out how to make an appointment. And a lot of appointments are made online. So she said that can just be a deterrent in the first place. People, they lose the will to kind of make an appointment because it's it's frustrating. Right. Then there's sort of working barriers. Right. So being able to take off time from work. Um, not everyone works nine to five. Being able to find childcare, that's also a big factor. And again, like I said, the language barrier, it can be really intimidating to show up to a clinic or a vaccination site if you can't communicate with the staff. One of the other things that's touched on in the article is this mistrust that there is between the Latino community and medical professionals and what the history of that is. Can you expand on that a bit? Sure. So a lot of people said things like, I was just concerned that it was so new. Like, I just want to wait and see. I just want to see what this is all about. So even though they weren't explicitly saying, like, I just don't trust the U.S. government or I just don't trust doctors, there was just some hesitation there. That is something that one of the sources I interviewed for the story, Vanessa Chi, she's a public health researcher. That's something that she called or she referred to as being vaccine deliberate. And that's just wanting to know all of the information before you make an informed decision. And sometimes that can come from a place of generational mistrust. The 
historical background of this is again a story that she told me and that's of the birth control trials in Puerto Rico where essentially two doctors in the 1950s unethically tested out birth control on poor Puerto Rican women. So even if people don't necessarily have that particular story in mind, that kind of generational trauma still can resonate in the Latino community and can still make people in the community concerned about where the vaccine came from and what it could possibly do to them. So what do you think is the biggest takeaway from this story? When I began reporting on the story about a year ago, I was really concerned about misinformation. And what I really learned that it's not so much about the misinformation duping people, it's really more of a symptom of a larger mistrust in the medical system and a warranted mistrust in some cases. And really what I think I learned from reporting this story is the power of these community advocates who who get out, talk to people directly, hear their fears, hear their concerns, and give them the facts. And something that, again, that comunicadora Maria Krim told me, she said, you know, I don't think I ever really convinced someone to get the vaccine. I just give them all the information I can, I listen to them, and I will help them make the appointment. And I really think that that is a much more nuanced and much more accurate way to look at this problem rather than seeing people who are vaccine hesitant, Latino people who are vaccine hesitant, as duped by misinformation or they're just anti-vax or whatnot as really a community that needs to be reached out to in order to get them the vaccine that will keep them and their loved ones safe. That was WUFT reporter Melissa Fado on addressing the Latino vaccination gap in Florida. Now, let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. The United States Senate confirmed Kintaji Brown-Jackson as the country's first black woman who will sit on the Supreme Court. According to the Miami Herald, Jackson, who is the daughter of parents who grew up in segregated Miami, is the first black woman and the first Floridian on the court. She will succeed Justice Stephen Breyer on the nation's highest court after the Senate voted 53 to 47 on Thursday to confirm the judge for the lifetime position. Two books about transgender kids, including Broward resident Jazz Jennings' book, I Am Jazz, have been removed from Palm Beach County classrooms and libraries. According to WLRN, the decision was a response to a new Florida law banning classroom instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity in kindergarten through third grade classes. All systems are a go leading up to a historic launch at the Kennedy Space Center scheduled for Friday morning at 11.17 a.m. According to WESH 2, Axiom and SpaceX will put the first all-private crew on the International Space Station with this launch. Subscribe to The Point Newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Julia Cooper, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Friday.